You're listening to the Ink Tales Podcast, a show where I go out in the city, meet new people, and get the stories behind their tattoos. I'm Tenoch. Come join me on my journey. Today on the show, I'm back in Tewksbury, Massachusetts with my guest, Connor. Connor, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. We've been postponing this for quite a long time now. I know. I feel like a scumbag. I feel like I've rescheduled on you three times. Yeah, but we had weather situations. We had like a, a, a blizzard. Yeah. Somewhat. Eight inches of snow counted. Yeah. So we had to we had to put it back a little bit. But we're here now and we get to spend a little bit of time together. People get to know who you are. So let's make it real easy. Tell everybody who you are, what you do, some maybe something you that some that people don't know about you, especially here at the gym. Oh, good. Okay, so my name's Connor. I'm a physical therapist and a strength coach at Barbell Therapy and Architect Fitness. And something that not a lot of people know about me, nobody believes that I rode motorcycles as a little kid. Nobody believes me. Wait, like like you did the jumps? Dirt bikes and stuff, yeah. Nice. And nobody believes that. They're like, you're such a little straight, like you're so good. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean I don't love riding dirt bikes fast. Like, Right? Yeah. So how long did you ride dirt bikes for? About five years. Okay. Did you get real competitive? <laughs> With my brother. Did- <laughs> you didn't go to like any races and no, do any of that? No, nothing semi-competitive, just out in the back lots of Connecticut. Okay. My uncle just kind of let us roam and do our thing. Did you grow up in Connecticut or did you grow up in Mass? I grew up in Mass and I have family down in Connecticut. Okay. So dirt bikes is what people don't know about you. Well, I tell people even around the gym, they're like, nah, that can't be your truth. That's got to be one of the lies. I'm like, no, well, I swear. Now it's on the podcast, so it's got to be true. It's, it's real. Okay. So tell me more about uh, your background where you went to school, how you like what you do, how long you've been doing it, and how you ended up here. I've, I've heard this story. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've heard this story, but refresh my memory and then, you know, for our guests to hear how you ended up an architect. You've probably heard the Brett version of the story. Yeah, so let's get it from his source. Yeah, so I went to undergrad and grad school at UMass Lowell for physical therapy. And after that, I had almost an existential crisis. I thought I wanted to work in the NHL or the MLB. And when I realized that's not what I wanted, I Instagram DM Brett because we had been talking previously just about strength and conditioning and things like that. Okay. And I was like, I'm freaking out. I'm about to finish grad school and I don't want to do what I thought I wanted to do for seven years of my life. And he was like, let's just get dinner chatted out. And we did. And I was like, I would love to learn from you, which turned into, can I work for you? Which turned into, can you work for me? And it just became yes, yes. And we've been very happy with it ever since. Why did you change your mind? What was it about you wanting to work with, you know, sports teams like the NHL or uh, NBA that all of a sudden you said, this is not what I want to do? What happened or what is it that you didn't like about it? Like what freaked you out? I don't know about freak out, but I spent a lot of years in college athletics and the camaraderie that is at the college level didn't seem to be the exact same at the professional level. It seemed a little bit more and rightfully so. Like it is a business at the professional level. I am not naive to that. It is all about the dollar bills. And also kind of realizing that the fact that everybody wants that job, like who doesn't want to be the physical therapist for like the Lakers or something like that? That's baller. Straight up. That's sick. And, but at the same time, if everybody wants that job, the other thing too, is if they replace the head coach or the assistant coach, like they're getting rid of the entire staff. You are replaceable at all times, at all times. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Cause I, a client that I used to have back in Illinois got married to the physical trainer for the Chicago Cubs. Mm -hmm. And I've, I thought about that too. I was like, well, if they change the coach, like, are you... You go with the coaching yeah. staff. Do do some teams have, like, um, companies that are just part of their personal trainings that are always, that are always like, a, 
when the regime changes, everybody's pretty much out. From what I've seen, it's basically if you're a coach, usually you're like you're associated with a coach. Like a coach usually loves you and they bring you wherever they go. Okay. And as soon as that head coach is out, you're out too. Yeah. You, you, I'm like, I have a small understanding of that just because from watching sports, like you see, oh, so-and-so got canned and then, oh, this person got replaced. This, <laughs> and it's like everyone down the line. Yep. Between the massage therapist, the athletic trainer, the strength coach, the physical therapist, you're like, usually you all kind of travel with whoever that head coach is that like loves you and keeps you together. Like you go with him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I can see how that can be scary. And like, uh, it's not a very secure future. Definitely it's, not secure. And just kind of thinking about what I want to out of my future, like significant other and just kind of planning. I like, I love being around my mom, dad, brother, like you name it, that stuff's awesome. So I don't want to be getting dragged across the country for 10 months out of the year. Okay. So then you ended up here. You had a good conversation with Brett. Yep. And he offered you the job. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Brett seems to be pretty good at, uh, you know, getting people in here because everyone here I, I, I like, and I think this is a thank great God, place. right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause like Julie said, she was totally intimidated by Brett when he first met him. How did you feel about him when you first like had your interaction with him in person? I think kind of an instant camaraderie just based on the fact that we're both UMass Little River Hawks and he Go River Hawks. Yeah, UMass Little Big Time. But he also knew a couple we have a couple of mutual friends and beforehand when we were talking about strength conditioning, I guess a couple of my friends from grad school who knew Brett were like, Oh, you should meet this kid named Connor. Like he's a GA at UMass Little, he works with the sports teams, like you get along with him great. And then when I, I don't remember who DM'd who first. I probably DM'd him. When I slid in his DMs, he was like, oh, I would love a chance to talk with you. And we got coffee. And that was like two years before I ended up working with him. So like we knew each other and we would be Instagram DMing occasionally here and there about stuff like that. Did you come aboard when he got this gym or was it when he was still at Spindell? He was still over at Spindell, but he had, I think, recently signed for this lease over here. Yeah, because you came in like at the very tail end, right? I like, only spent a week at Spindel. Okay, and I was that's like, probably why I don't remember. Like, was, was he even there? I think maybe I met you one time. I stopped in once and I was dressed as if I was going to a clinical rotation and I was in like a golf outfit. Okay, and I everybody, I could tell Dan, he was laughing at me a tiny bit. And I was like, in my world though, like for physical therapy, like that's what you wear. You look like you're that's going the to outfit. A, yeah, that's the outfit. Like you look like you're going to the golf course. And that's what I wore because I almost kind of took it as like a first interview. I was all hyped yeah. about it. Okay, now I, I totally remember you walking in. And then Brett tells me as I leave that day one, he's like, you should probably just wear gym shorts and a t-shirt tomorrow. And I was like, all right, noted, <laughs> noted. Pretty casual here. Very so casual. You don't have to wear the golf outfit. No, I love it. I literally wear a screen printed tee with our logo on it and whatever joggers that feel appropriate that day. Whatever looks good. What a what a great place to work where that's that's your attire. Oh, it's amazing. And the fact that you love coming to work every day is even better, right? Love coming to work. Absolutely. All right. So what else about you? What do you want to know? What do you like to do when you're not working? Because obviously you're here a lot. I, I don't get to see you a lot because I'm not here a lot. I am I, definitely here a lot. Um, whenever I'm not here, I'm usually either with my family, with my amazing girlfriend, Carol, or walking my dogs or golfing. Okay. Golfing. Go big time golf. I'm not good at it, but I love it. I'm, I think I have to start getting into golf for work it's purposes. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. And getting better at it is the most satisfying feeling. Like hitting a perfect tee shot. Like there's nothing that strokes your ego like that. Yeah. I, I hit one of those like one in 10. Oh, big time. I drive the shit out of it. 
and I go 50 yards in the woods too. Oh, nine of them, nine out of 10 go to the sides. And then that one just goes like 300 plus. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it's not consistent. Big so I, I'm not good at golf. I also use golf though, because I feel like nobody tells you about this, about adulthood, but all of a sudden you find yourself and you're like, I haven't seen my boys in a couple months. Like what the heck happened? So it's a very easy excuse to be like, do you guys want to go golfing this Saturday? And of course they're in. And there's your excuse to be with the boys again. Yeah, it seems like golf is, um, it's good for business. It's good to hang out with your friends. Mm -hmm. And it's just a good excuse to go out and get fucking drunk. Well, as you say, depending on who you're with, you have a couple adult beverages, have a good time, go get dinner or lunch after. So. Yeah, it's good times. Absolutely. All right, so let's get into it. How many tattoos do you have? I have two tattoos. And you got them recent. Actually, I might have just passed my one year anniversary. I did. February 24th of last year-ish. Okay. So tell us about the first one. Like, why'd you get it? Where'd you get it? Like, what part of your body and what does it mean to you? So I got them on the same day. Just like Julia. Yep. They are both handwriting. One is from my grandmother on my mom's side. One's from my grandmother on my dad's side. And they're both, I kind of lied to them. I feel like a little bit of a scumbag again. (laughs) And when I was starting physical therapy school, they both kind of have a phrase that they always tell me right before we hang up the phone. And I told them that it was for an assignment, essentially to examine your fine motor skills. And I wanted their handwriting. And I told them the exact phrase and words that I wanted to. And I got both of their phrases and I kind of held on to it for a couple of years because I wanted to make sure this is something that I wanted on my body forever. Yeah. Especially that first one, right? Like it's very It's nerve wracking. Yeah, it is. And you know what's funny is Anthony here actually hooked me up with his tattoo artist. She was amazing, by the way. Brie Appletree, follow her on Instagram. Um, and I love, I have OCD for those of you that don't know. Her place was so sanitary and clean. I don't know why that mattered to me so much. Maybe it's because I'm a medical worker, but it mattered so much. And she was so cool about explaining everything to me because I'm kind of a learner. And yeah, she was awesome. No, especially your first one, you know, like you hear horror stories of stuff and just being able to walk, especially for someone like you said, like yourself, who's in the medical side of things, you want things to be everything better be sterile, baby. And smell like it's sterile yeah i want to smell that alcohol that just got wiped down on everything big time but she was amazing so the first one the one on my chest says always be grateful and which grandmother this is my mom's mom okay my mom's mom is on my left pack and it says always be grateful in her handwriting and then on my left thigh and it's upside down to everybody else but it's right side up to me i've heard people like they said it in the gym when they saw it and i i can't begin to comment if one's right or one's wrong, but whatever's right to you, the only thing that matters. Exactly. you're the one that sees it. I thought a lot about it too. So I wanted it to be upside down to the rest of the world and right side up to me so that if I ever look down at it when I'm having a bad day, it says one day at a time. So it's like in grad school, a lot of times I would tell myself, I was like, God damn, that test was awful. I'm still passing the class. Like I'm still fine, but like that kind of kicked me in the pants. So it's like, okay, just one day at a time, pass the next one, do really well on your next quiz. Go in, make sure you're prepared for the next class. Study a little harder. So that bottom one on my leg, it's definitely like, you. it's almost like you see Michael Jordan bending over. Right. It's the same deal. Like if I'm bending over, I'm probably looking at my thigh tattoo being like, all right, one more day. Just stick it out one more day. No, and and that completely makes sense on why you want it facing in your direction and upside down for everybody else. So I think it'd be pretty hard for you to like really read it upside down all the time. Yeah, exactly. Now you have to think. Yeah, well, yeah, both these tattoos were completely selfish in the fact that 
I white lied to both my grandmothers. And the funny thing too is when I showed them, they were like, why did you get that on your body? But to me, it's like, it's something special. It's something that I wanted for my entire life to be on me. And I have been so happy that I did it ever since. Okay. Is like your family, like, uh, does anybody in your family other than you have tattoos? No, that's kind of the weird part is I'm actually kind of like a you're outlier. And you're the first one. I, I kind of was thinking that maybe you were the first one. Yeah. Just based on the, like the reaction you just said that they had. Um, so how do they feel about it once you actually show them? And wait, did you tell them why you put it on there and the meaning behind it? I did. I explained the meeting or the meaning to them after the fact. I wanted to kind of surprise them the day of and show them. Okay. And they were a little confused at first. I explained the meaning and then they thought it was pretty cute. But yeah. And what about your parents? What do they say? My parents almost, not that they were indifferent, but they were like, oh, that's a kind of cool idea. But I think kind of it was one of those deals. Like when I decided I wanted it, it was a couple it was maybe like six months after I had become what I would call like a real adult. I had, okay. I had moved out. I have like an adult income. I passed my national boards exam to be a physical therapist. They were like, all right, you're a real adult now. You can do whatever you want. Like, not that we don't care, <laughs> but we trust you to make the right decision. Right. You've passed enough tests, done enough schooling that you're an adult. You can do whatever you want yeah. now. They were like, whatever you please, go ahead. Now that you're off on your own, do your thing. And what did it feel like when you got the first one? It hurt a little bit. She started like right here. Close oh, right to, by the sternum. Right by my sternum. And I could feel my whole like chest vibrating a little bit. But no, after I got over the pain, it kind of like numbed out in one minute. I was like, oh, this isn't too bad anymore. Okay. And then I was fine. The leg was even easier, honestly, because it, it's meaty. Yeah, exactly. It's just got some meat behind it yeah. versus like right near your sternum. I feel like I was almost like coughing a tiny bit. It was just shaking so much. And did you have like, um, do you have any emotional feeling when you got it done? Because it means so much to you knowing I, that like, you finally like went through with it and you know, you thought about it for so long and it's something that they hand wrote, which I think is very special. And I, I like the fact that instead of doing just some generic script, it's their handwriting. So how like did, did that have like an emotional impact when it was finally done and you saw it on your body? Not when it was done, but when I was waiting in the tattoo parlor's waiting area because my artist was running a tiny bit behind that day, I started to kind of think about why am I here? And just the whole sense of how important family is to me and how certain lessons have been instilled in me since I was very young. And I kind of thought back to it and I had, both of my grandmothers are both now getting very old too. So kind of running back the Rolodex of memories I have with both of them as I was sitting in the waiting room was okay. kind of cool. Yeah? Yeah. So it felt good afterwards. It felt incredibly good. Felt a, like a tiny bit sad in the moment waiting there, just realizing like, oh my God, I'm actually getting old. I just had, I hadn't had a birthday recently, but just realizing like, you are old, you are an adult now. And just kind of, Dude, they don't tell you, but like adulting is exhausting. I guess. It depends on which way you do it. Yeah. But it's funny that you call yourself old. You're how old? I'm 26 turning 27 very soon. Okay. There's a big difference between you and I in age. <laughs> I know. And you're calling yourself old. And I, I call myself old once every one in a while when I feel achy from working out. Yeah. But I'm still like five. I just started a new training program two weeks ago and I broke one of my own rules. I trained four days in a row just because of like extracurricular life things. I knew I was only going okay. to lift during these certain days and today's day four. So like my left hip is cranked up. My right calf feels like it's going to cramp the whole time. I feel a tiny bit dehydrated, even though I've been crushing electrolytes all day. And I'm like, oh my God, is if this is what old age feels like, I'm hosed. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're not even 30 yet. No. Wait till you get to your forties. I'm going to take my time getting there. Yeah, definitely slow it down as much as you can and appreciate it. Yeah. 
Do you have any plans for anything else? I do actually. I have a couple ideas in the works. Um, I will tell you the number one that I'm leaning towards is it's not script actually, but it is words. It's more words. Words are very meaning to me. Okay. So where do you pl- like? Where do you plan on getting it? What part of your body? We don't need to know what it is. We can hold that for another episode. But like, where are you thinking of getting it? It's definitely going to be somewhere on the front side of my body because I'm selfish in the fact that all my tattoos will always be kind of for me. Okay. Like it's got to have a meaning to me. It doesn't mean it's not going to incorporate other people. Like both of my current ones have to do with both my grandmothers, but it's got to have either some form of a life altering message or something that connects me to somebody that's very important to me in my life. And I feel like you want to be able to see those at all times. Exactly. So like the one on my chest, I love like either first thing in the morning when I'm changing or something like that. Like when you take your shirt off and you look at it and you're like, God damn, like I love that that's on my body, like that message. And the same thing with the one that's on my thigh and stuff like that. Like I just love looking down and seeing it. Well, that's great. And Mike, I think that's how, you know, that's what I love about tattoos because I think uh, at the end of the day, the majority of them all mean something to somebody like that. Mm-hmm. And they love looking at them. And the fact that you want all yours in front doesn't make you selfish. Just you like what you like and you want to be able to appreciate what you have. Absolutely. You know, especially when. You, they have so much meaning to you. You want to be able to appreciate those and look at them at all times for, you know, motivation or just inspiration. You know, they're there for you when you need them. Exactly. And they're never leaving either, which I love. Like yeah. some people freak out. They're like, they're going to get weird as you age or it's going to make your skin look bad. And I'm like, um, if I need to get it retouched up, I need to get it retouched up. But I'm happy that these are with me forever. Yeah. I, I feel the same way with the stuff that I have. It's like, if it does get a little bit uh, faded, it's just it's just a little touch up. Or it's added character. Like some of them might look cool. I'm not sure. Like mine is just handwriting, but some people's probably looks almost cooler as they age, I think. Yeah. It's it's kind of like um, patina on a car, right? Just exactly. kind of has a nice little age with, so it'll, it'll look good. Exactly. Yeah. And especially it gives me like a little extra motivation to work out all the time too, because it's like, I don't want to like get, you know what I mean? Like nobody wants to get like saggy with their tattoos. Like, I mean, if it does, it does. <laughs> but if anything, it's like, get your ass to the gym. You got to keep it tight as, as, many, as long as you can. Yeah. Especially when you take off your shirt and go into the pool. So prominent. Bingo. I'm not trying to be a scrub, right? Right. Got to look good. It's almost beach season. Yeah, it's almost. Oh, I can't wait. Well, no, this won't be your first beach season uh, with your second. Tattoo. Second one. I was, you should have, you would have laughed with my OCD. I was so neurotic about sunscreen on these tattoos. I was a madman about them. But yeah, so, I'm like, you have to, you have to have good, um, you know, like skincare a, a games got to be on point. For sure. My girlfriend laughs at me. She's like, you spend more time moisturizing those things. And I'm like, listen, it's for a reason. These things got to look good forever. Yeah. All that vitamin E oil. You know, I bought both like the cream, the oil, like every different (laughs) vitamin E product that she told me about. I was like, all right, I'll buy it. You're like, like, I'm I'm in. Exactly. Because the other thing too is like you said, like I plan on probably getting at least one or two more. So got to make sure I keep that skin ready. And how, how, how were they received during beach season? Oh, terrific. Yeah. Terrific. So is that something that's kind of like out of character for you where very people that so. know you when they saw you with them what what was their reaction like oh very much so not a lot of people expect if you know me like you just know i'm very like for the most part by the books like ocd like almost kind of like a little bit nerdy like i'm essentially just a nerd who lift weights okay right nothing so, wrong with that yeah nothing wrong with that at all but then all of a sudden you see this guy with glasses all of a sudden you see tattoos and you're like oh that's different i wasn't seeing that one coming no, I definitely caught some people off guard because a lot of people didn't tell. I never posted about it on social media. It was for me. And I just kind of thought if like, if people see me with it, they see me with it. 
If not, I don't really care. It's for me. So you're kind of like a uh, eclipse. If you catch it, you catch it. If not, you missed it. Yeah, exactly. And the it'll, other thing it'll too, come back around at another time. Yeah, exactly. So the other thing too is like if you're at a pool, if you're at a beach or something like that, otherwise like nobody really sees it that much. Like it's, I joke that it's for me, but it really is like, it's yeah, the message even, that I want to see every day. Yeah. Even like if you have like, uh, you know, when you're wearing shorts, it's not that low. Exactly. So nobody really sees it. Yeah. It's almost like exactly mid thigh, exactly mid thigh. Super selfish. Definitely selfish. Where if you know, you know where the, uh, like the old school, um, oh my God, the, the board shorts, yes. the old school board shorts that are so long, yeah. you're definitely not seeing them. But if you see like, you know, like the today, like people are wearing the rock yeah. and higher ones, like the, what are they called? Chubbies or yeah, bird dogs? Chubbies. Yeah, bird dogs. Yeah. So then it's like, you can see them. So it's like that right at that in-between spot. Yeah. That's perfect. Perfect. You can get away with either, either type of swimsuit. Exactly. And the other thing too that I really like is like, if I ever, I don't know if I'd say professional, but like. I love the fact too that like my generation does not care. Like everybody I feel like in my generation is so cool about tattoos. But if I ever, because like working for Brett wasn't always a plan. Like if I had to ever had to be buttoned up for a physical therapy clinic, I wanted to make sure that they were hidden. Right. And sure enough, like I kind of like that they're in hidden spots and that not everybody gets to see them. Yeah. I think if you went uh, professional, like more of a button up place, no one would ever know that you had a tattoo. Exactly. No one would even like, I think, think that you would even think of getting one just because like you said, you're more of that by the book kind of person. You don't have that super crazy. I don't exactly scream bad boy. Like, no. I don't, like that's the whole motorcycle thing too. Is like, I don't scream Harley and leather jacket to anybody. I, I, I think one of the other tattoos you should get is a little, little dirt bike somewhere. A dirt bike or one that just says badass on my chest. Yeah, badass. It reminds me of bench warmers when um, Clark goes, is that one or two words? <laughs> Yeah, but I think you you need one of those, either badass or a little a little moped bike. Oh, ah, oh, no, I got to get my KTM. I had a fifty cc KTM. Did you? I love that little dirt bike. Oh, thing was the best. That, that'd be sweet. Put one of those on there somewhere in your chest or your thigh. Just be like, yeah, or maybe somewhere on my delt. I could do a delt. Ooh, dude, that'd be sweet. Like a little motorbike on there. <laughs> then they'll know he's got a little. He's got a little badass in yeah, him. A little spicy in him somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, Connor, it's been really great to finally be able to sit down with you. And get the stories behind those tattoos so everyone, you know, can get a, an insight of a little bit more of who you are outside of, you know, like for the people here that just know the Connor that's very buttoned up. Yeah. Get a little insight of who you are. Some of that uh, spiciness. You know, spicy. spicy. <laughs> He's a little spicy with his motorbikes. Uh, but it's great. It's great for you to, uh, you know, to come on the show and share a little bit about your personality, what you do, how you got here. Thank you very much for so, having me. I was looking I forward to this. Yeah. And you DM me today. You're like, I was going to be in. And I was like, oh, you know, we're going to do it today then. Yeah. I was like, yes, finally. Yeah. We get to do it before I leave for three weeks. I won't be here for a while. Where are you going? California. Oh, such a... Yeah. Dude, you get to go to the coolest places. Listen, these later stages of my life, I'm lucky that... Uh, Balling out. That, that's the way to do it, right? People are like, oh, travel when you're young. Yeah, it's great. But I don't want to travel and live in the hostel. Yeah, that's fair. No, I like to get travel. The ball. Yeah, exactly. Be like, yeah, I've got an infinity pool. And then I get to look over an ocean. And sit pina coladas. That's right. That's the way to do it. We're going to Death Valley and we have this awesome B&B, Airbnb with uh-huh. the, I think it has an infinity pool. It's going to be awesome. If you don't post pictures on Instagram, I'll be upset. I'll post them. Plus, you know, always post. I post like two or three. She'll post like a hundred. Good. So keep, we'll have keep, pictures. Keep the entire weightlifting team updated. Yeah, we'll keep you guys updated. Oh, you know where I'm going to hit? I definitely got to put it up there. I'm hitting SoCal weightlifting. Oh, that's so cool. Dude, there's there's some really good lifters out of there. That It's going to be like literally 15 minutes from where I'm staying for work in Irvine. 
Mm-hmm. So we're going to be at SoCal. Damn. How yeah. many lifting days do you think you're going to get in there? I'll probably go there every day after I'm done working just to go get a lift. You are spoiled, but I love it. I want to be around people that like are high caliber lifters just to feel that energy. You know, because here we're lucky that we have a few, but it's different going to a gym that's specifically just weightlifting with some, you know, big name people. Oh, for sure. Especially like when it's a niche thing. Yeah. Totally. You know what I mean? Like if that's what you're known for, and I'm sure there'll be a certain couple of coaches that'll be there too. And if you run into them, great. If not, no sweat, but yeah. just get into I just want to be there. And also too, just like, See if they're nice. Cause you know how you follow certain lifters on Instagram and you're like, are they like actually nice people that I'd want to hang out with versus yeah, like, exactly. I'm sure ego comes into it, but I hope you have a great experience when you're out yeah, there. Yeah, me too. That's why I want to try to go at least, I'll be there five days. So at least four of them I'll be able to get in. So I want to go in and just like said, experience and bring back a t shirt. Most definitely bring back a <laughs> yeah. t shirt. All right, guys. This has been another episode of the Inktails podcast with my guest, Connor. Oh, do you have an Instagram that people can follow you? At C Bombasi, at C-B-O-M-B-A-C-I. All right. Well, thank you. And it's been another great episode. Thanks for joining me this week for another episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Inktails Podcast and their website at inktailspodcast.com, where you can see photos of all our guests and their tattoos. Please subscribe to the show to hear more fun stories from exciting guests. Who knows, it might be you.